Welcome to the This Makes Me Uncomfortable podcast, where we discuss all the things that make us uncomfortable. I'm your co-host, Alura. And I'm the other one, Jade, or Jade. It's <laughs> so funny, Alura. It's <laughs> just funny. We live in a multilingual society. Um, yeah. So today we're going to be talking about what happens to us, what is done to us in the bathroom. That's where we are now. This is who we are. <laughs> so let's, let's start it, shall we? Let's do this. What is making you uncomfortable today, lately, this week, in this era epic? Um, well, relating to our topic, um, my biggest fear is giving people food poisoning. Giving it to people? Yes. Like intentionally where you sprinkle a little bit of arsenic in their oatmeal? No, not intentionally. Oh, not intentionally. I don't want to hear it. So this one time, (laughs) and I still feel really guilty about this, but this one time, (laughs) I think I told you this before, but I was craving these like salt and pepper chicken wings. Ah, yes. The infamous wings. And I was craving them for months. And so I got the opportunity to get like a party size platter of them this one day because there was, and there was like a going away surprise party for one of my friends. And so I was like, oh, perfect. This place is like 10, 15 minutes from the place. I'll just pick up salt and pepper chicken wings and I'll live my best life killing two birds with one stone. Mm Mm-hmm. So we're at the party. I'm like eating like half of the platter at this point. (laughs) In the corner with the tray. I was. I was just hovering. (laughs) (laughs) All I had was the chicken wings and wine. That was my diet for the whole party. You're like the party that brings home the leftovers of what you brought, huh? No. <laughs> She's fine knowing that she does. But okay, so then like everyone's loving the wings too. So it's like a major hit. And so it's time for me to go. I go home. I go to bed. Everything's fine. I wake up at like two, three in the morning. And it's literally the most traumatizing. <laughs> experience of food poisoning ever (laughs) I shot up from bed (laughs) ran straight to my bathroom and it was literally coming out both ends simultaneously oh my gosh how do you catch that it was like projectile it was disgusting it was like a bucket situation (sighs) thank god there was like my trash can Mm -hmm. that was like right in front so I was able to grab it, but I had, like, there was some splatter on, like, 
the adjacent, like the facing wall. <sighs> from your butt or from your mouth? <laughs> That's a good sound clip. Mark this time. <laughs> I will mark this time. Because, you know, when you said you had a trash can, for some reason, my first thought was you're pooping in the trash can or vomiting in the toilet. No, I had to make a, like, decision, like, a really quick decision. <laughs> and I was like, am I going to have to switch right now? And I didn't have time. I had to, I just had to grab the trash can really quickly. But it was just that one that one and done, I had to hop in the shower immediately. Mm-hmm. Shower. And then I had to, like, get my, like, trash can, like, bag and literally go downstairs, like, outside to <laughs> throw it away because it was terrible. But then I was able to go to sleep, like, right after and I was, like, fine. It was just, like, a severe... <sighs> reaction and then i was just like oh my god did i bring the one thing that get gives people food poisoning did other people get sick so i never asked (laughs) (laughs) and i still feel guilty about it (laughs) well i'm glad you really checked in with everyone to make sure they're okay (laughs) Well, I mean, you got lucky, though. It was just a one and done. I know that was traumatic because yeah, I think immediately after that happened, you told me about it and it's really haunted you since. It has haunted me. But the thing was, is like, it wasn't even the food, like it was the food poisoning, but it was like the food poisoning from the salt and pepper chicken wings that I have just been like glorifying and like mm-hmm. wanting so bad for months. And it's like, how dare you do that to me? Mm -hmm. I loved you. Now, I know that there's one instance of food poisoning that really scarred me, and it was from mushrooms. And, uh, you know, sometimes when you throw up, you can really see what it is that Mm -hmm. you're throwing up. And the flavor is there, the color, (laughs) the texture is still there. And with a mushroom, there's a certain fleshy texture and a dark color. So the vomit is really horror movie worthy because it's basically like vomiting black stuff. Right. And so that scarred me so much that for years I couldn't even think about mushrooms on my plate. And I've since gotten over that, as you can see, that I have a straw filled with mushroom residue trying to rectify all the problems in my brain with lion's mane or whatever but have you been able to eat salt and pepper wings since this incident or are you still scarred where you have to avoid it no so i i was not eating it for like a little bit but like it was actually a pretty quick turnaround when i like resumed (laughs) eating it's just because i love it so much but this one time when i was like a child i got like I had I threw up and I threw up boba. Oh, yuck! And so I couldn't have like boba for years. Oh, that's a real tragedy. I know it was a real tragedy. Like I that happened to me like when I was like in elementary school. I couldn't drink it until like after high school. Did they come out whole when you barfed them? Yes. <clears throat> that means you <laughs> over so quickly you don't even chew it. 
nasty. <laughs> <laughs> so many opportunities for Allura swallowing ball jokes right now. <laughs> Comment them down below. <laughs> it's all your mom commenting. Oh. <laughs> One time I got, um, this was not food poisoning, but I just drank too much and they were lemon drop martinis. Ooh. And the citric acid from the martini, uh, like, scarred my esophagus, like, burned it coming up. And my throat hurt for two and a half weeks afterward. It was, like, a real injury from barfing so hard. Oh, my gosh. Glamour! (laughs) And one time when I, this was when I was a little kid, uh, when I could handle my alcohol better. But I never... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> real <laughs> my grandfather used to give me whiskey every night to help me sleep so i built up that tolerance fast for elementary <laughs> school uh, but one time i think it was probably a stomach flu or something and my grandma made me a chili dog <laughs> it's a vietnamese cultural tradition she made me a chili dog <laughs> i had no time to prepare for the barf that was coming and I projectile vomited the chili and I was like turning toward the door to like try and get to the toilet. And so it sprayed across the wall. It was like a Jackson Pollock painting of regurgitated chili. And by that time, my grandma had left the house as she was wont to do four days at a time. And my uncle was home. My uncle was a teenager, like stoner skateboarder. And he comes into the room and he's like, what the fuck? (laughs) So he was really sweet about it, though. He cleaned my chili dog barf off the walls. But I still feel bad about that, about, you know, not being able to handle that barf. And poor guy, I bummed his hive by making him clean chunks of chili off the wall. It's terrible. It's very hilarious. Hilarious and artistic. Mm -hmm. And a seed of the guilt that I carry with me to this day. Well, I'm glad you can enjoy your salt and pepper wings again. You know there's a new uh, (laughs) Cambodian place here in Long Beach that just does wings. And they're supposed to be amazing. Oh my goodness. So if you're a true friend and ever visit me in person, I'll take you there. Okay. And I'll tell them not to poison you. At first. At first. Yeah. Second visit, there's no telling what will happen. You know how Asians are racist racist against each other? Yes. Edit that out so it sounds like it came out like a full sentence, clearly, the first time. (laughs) I wasn't getting emotional. I just... um, But I grew up people always telling me that Cambodians did voodoo and like black magic on you. So, mm-hmm. so I'll tell them. You- <laughs> <laughs> so, um, something that's been making me uncomfortable this week <laughs> is, uh, well, uh, strap in a Let me, let me take you on a journey okay. of the, the psych ward that is my mind. All right. So, you know, sometimes when you're feeling really down and ready to leave this world. (laughs) (laughs) 
and you decide the only way that I can stay anchored to my body in its terrestrial form <laughs> is to go to a drive-thru and binge on fast foods that I shouldn't be eating. So you find yourself in a Chick-fil-A drive-thru. Is that your fast food, like, no. of choice? No. Okay. <laughs> no, it's the children's. I would never choose it. I, you know, as a parent, you don't really have choice anymore. So anyway, you're there and you're going to make the best of it. Notice that I'm using second person now because I've disassociated yes. from myself. So you're going through the drive through at a Chick-fil-A and you order those waffle fries and you start eating them to try and distract yourself from the pain of living. <laughs> and then you eat one fry and it has the unmistakable flavor of floor bleach and you think to yourself is it that the potato was bleached in the factory process before it was made into this salty french fry or is this flavor stemming from a brain tumor that is you know a f i don't think you're finding this as funny as i would hope it would be <laughs> Because sometimes I worry that when I taste things or when I smell things, that's the signal of a brain tumor. You know, they say, oh, you smell burning toast, brain tumor, boom. So like bleach in the french fries, brain tumor or poison french fry. And then that sends me on a spiral of, oh my gosh, what if I really do have a brain condition? Because that's truly the silent killer. Number one, farts. Number two, brain tumor. Those are right. silent but deadly, both of them. And that's really been top of mind, pardon the pun, lately, because since we recorded our last podcast, I had a really bad fall that resulted in a head injury that resulted in my very first concussion. And I know there's people out there who are athletes and uh, people who do things with their life that get concussions from action, but this was just me getting a concussion from being weak and frail and falling and also highly unlucky and um, just having kind of a fuck my life kind of summer where bad things keep happening. So I thought, oh my gosh, maybe this French fry tastes like bleach because there's some lingering brain issue resulting from my fall. And so that works up so much anxiety and it triggers like all of these stomach issues that I've had since I was a kid. Because I think my trauma really manifests in stomach issues. Because since I was a kid, I've always had stomach problems that resulted in bathroom issues. To the point where I remember being like four or five years old and being so constipated um, that my grandfather who was like this career military man would strap on gloves and like literally go into my butthole mm. and have to pull out these bricks of like compacted poop that I think was so built up from stress where like I wouldn't poop for days or maybe a week at a time and so it had built up and so this poor guy had fought <laughs> not in World War II and then was having to fight my fucking butthole with all of its um, compacted poop. And so I start to feel sick to my stomach just thinking about that when I start to worry about 
brain tumors and then stomach issues and then I get worried about having to go to the bathroom and I still get anxiety today about uh, being so constipated that I like block up a toilet which happened to me all the time growing up would like literally destroy pipelines with my little kid butt And this is why I think this topic for this podcast came up, because as you reminded me in our early days of getting to know each other, I mentioned that I have recurring nightmares about drowning in overflowing toilets of fecal matter and blood. I really Please think this is what drew to me. Honestly, I confessed this one day, and she's been hooked on me ever since. It's very true. So I don't know if any of that made sense, but this is what's been making me uncomfortable lately. How all of this is getting connected: the brain, the body, the butt. That was really good. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> You know, funny enough, lately I haven't had as many drowning in my own feces dreams. It's been other kinds of, like, murder and terror and being chased and ghosts eating my soul, but not as much overflowing toilet, so I'm on the mend. (laughs) All those thousands of dollars of therapy are paying off. On to new traumas. But anyway, do you ever taste food at restaurants that taste like bleach, like cleaner? I can't say I have. Ah, <laughs> so it is a brain tumor. Have you ever gotten a brain scan, a CT scan? I haven't. It's so relaxing. Is it? Yes. Is that where you have to go? Or am I stupid? I don't know. Yes. Where you have to. <laughs> Is that where, like, you have to go into that tube thing? Yeah, uh-huh. And it kind of whirs around you. It's just, like, a, a nice humming sensation, and it's kind of warm, too. Um, I don't know if it's warm for everybody. Maybe it's just the temperature <laughs> breathing on it. But they, they wrap you in the, the x-ray protective, you know, the uh-huh. lead protective that they yeah. put on you at the dentist, but they wrapped my body in that. So it's, like, this nice cocoon of like weighted lead and then they put (laughs) your head in this tube and they tell you not to move so I just held really still and the machines like whirring around my head and it was just very comforting and I had like a little glimpse of sweet sweet death (laughs) (laughs) I was for sure I was like oh my god they're gonna tell me that I have a a tumor or a mass or some kind of hemorrhage. Are you claustrophobic at all? Yes, but in that instance, I wasn't. Though I know a lot of people say, especially like when you get the MRIs or whatever, the full body scans, that they feel claustrophobic. But in that moment, I wasn't. But usually I am. In fact, fun story. Once when I was a teenager, I had a boyfriend um, who... Um, editing anyway so I had a boyfriend (laughs) 
he he once put blankets over me as like a joke and it made me freak out from claustrophobia and I just started swinging. So usually those confined spaces or my head being covered is really freaky, but not this instance. So highly recommend a CT scan. Very calming. I wish it lasted longer. It's only like two minutes. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Maybe if I ever order, go like, to a hospital or doctor's visit, I'll, I'll ask for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just be like, oh, my head. Oh, you know, the other thing that's fun is that they wheel you around everywhere because they're afraid you have brain damage and will fall over. And I was like, oh, huh. to push me around. Free ride. Yeah. <laughs> to make zoom noises. <clears throat> yeah, it was really fun. I haven't been in a wheelchair since I had a baby, so it was kind of nice to get a little free ride every once in a while okay so <laughs> <laughs> the lag times are due to post-concussive issues so we're talking about things that happen in the bathroom and i'm really curious if for you with your bathroom especially you're in a new place now you have a mm-hmm. new home, just living it up, sex in the city. <laughs> I am not a fan of that show. I don't know what that means to reference it. But um, are there certain things that you need in your bathroom? Are there deal breakers about bathrooms that make you really uncomfortable? Like, what does your bathroom setup look like? Well, I I just moved in this past week. And so I had to do like a really deep deep clean oh what did what were there stains no there wasn't like stains it's just like i don't know how it was used or cleaned previously and so i have to go in and like completely clean it how i've Mm -hmm. used to and how i've been (laughs) taught um to do and so i have like all of my like brushes all my scrubbers oh my products do you have like a caddy of cleaning supplies like in person Mm. that suits you and i even like my new like prized possession is this um it's like this electric like cleaner and it has like a brush at the end and it has different heads that you can Ooh. like switch out for different things. And so I completely just scrub the entire tub, like brush down all the like tile, like the gout in between the tiles. So I was really excited and happy about that. Um, that sounds cool because cleaning grout is one of the worst things that I do in my adult life. Yeah. It also sounds like a masturbation tool, which is a plus. (laughs) Actually. Actually, where is this story going? No, 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 no. Have you ever watched Sex in the City? Um, Okay. I had to watch one episode when I was in college many, many years ago as part of like a feminist something or other bullshit. Um, But no, I haven't watched it because I hate stuff that women like. Okay, I'm actually rewatching it right now. (laughs) Teach me. No, but there's this one scene where Samantha she has to return 
like her vibrator that she has and she's going back because it like ran out or it stopped working and so she goes to the store and she was like i need to return this vibrator and he was like ma'am it's a head or it's like a back massager and she was like no (laughs) it is not (laughs) no one uses a back massager for massaging their back did you see the movie joyride no it's so awesome. You should watch it. It's because it's four Asian American characters identifying as female or non-binary. And it's, it's, I don't want to make this comparison because I don't want to compare everything to like a white people's narrative, but a similar kind of uh, a girl's adventure vibe like Bridesmaids is. And uh, they, all the characters are very forthcoming about bodily issues, but they use one of those massager guns for sexual purposes and it's quite quite funny um so i highly recommend it i think if you watch joyride you will understand everything you need to know about me (laughs) (laughs) i'm on it right away (laughs) (laughs) um but that's that's really funny i've heard about these um I've heard, I've heard that other people, not me, a friend of a friend, have, there's these sex dolls that you can rent. And I just think that's so horrifying Ooh. because no matter how well you clean that bad boy. There's like, always like a deep crevice that you yes, miss. And that's terrifying. A residue. Because How do you feel about your belly button? Um, I hate it along with the rest of my body. <laughs> But it's really gross because um, I learned this from having babies, you know, and having to clean their belly buttons out really well after birth. But there's a smell to a belly button that just has like this dairy element that is very gag inducing. How do you feel about belly buttons? (laughs) Well, they're in there or what? No, we were talking about like deep crevices, and I was just like, the belly button is, yeah, you know, just there, just living. Yeah, I mean, there's some people who have Audis. You know, you have an innie or an Audi? I have an innie. Me too. Mine is prepare to get jealous. (laughs) Quite deep. Yeah, you can grow mushrooms in there. But yeah, there's always like some part that you can't fully clean. And so yeah. these rentable sex dolls, I don't know like why you would ever do that and risk. Or maybe some people get off on that, but that just seems so unsettling. Because like when you're talking about deep cleaning your bathroom and they, you know those shows where they do the black light and you can see the pee and poop spray everywhere. I mean, just bathrooms are just filled with disgusting bodily manner matter that sprays everywhere um so always put your toilet lid down folks psa oh that's necessary that is a must and yeah and i don't if, if you have your toothbrush anywhere near your toilet like within a six foot radius disgusting you're brushing your mouth with poop particles and i'm a doctor <laughs> Quite literally. So do you have any <laughs> paraphernalia in your bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> T- 
to me, you have such a polished, lovely exterior. Interior, I know, is, is a horrific funhouse of mirrors. But outside, you seem like someone whose bathroom would smell really good. Perhaps a candle, a little poopery, if you will, some color-coordinated towels. Like, what's your what's your bathroom thing, girl? It, it is quite literally what you just described. I knew it. I could tell. <laughs> I literally just got new towels and they're all color-coordinated. <laughs> is it like a black and white situation? It is a black and white situation. How did you oh know? Oh my God, I'm like a fucking psychic. You owe me money after this. I, I do. I do. It's, <laughs> it's that ancient that oriental wisdom. Huh? Am I that predictable? No, I just know you deeply. And I get to tap into my mystical oriental roots. And I can read yeah. you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally looking at it right now. It's just what you described. I bet it's very classy. Okay, what's your candle scent? Okay, so actually, there's this amazing scent that has, like, grapefruit and eucalyptus. Mm-hmm. I spray it. It just smells clean. It smells rich. It smells luxe. Um, I have a few. <laughs> <laughs> you just said it smells luxe. We're so different. <laughs> there's this one um, funny story. In middle school, there is there was this guy who, like, after PE, the girls would flock to him because, Ooh. like, something of, like, his deodorant or, like, his cologne, whatever he was wearing, it was delicious. And mm-hmm. every girl needed to get a whiff of him mm-hmm. before we, like, went about our day. And then in seventh grade, like, I think he switched it or stopped using it or whatever. It wasn't the same. And I've been chasing, trying to, like, find that high ever since. And mm-hmm. so a couple months ago, I was out, like, at Nordstrom or whatever, like, smelling things, because that's what I just like to do. And I found the scent. Mm-hmm. And so I got, like, a men's cologne and their candle. Wait, okay. <laughs> you need to plug the brand and the scent for all of our male listeners, because they're going to get all of this wonderful attention from everyone. Men, women. They'll be yes, it's called... Like Malin and Goetz and the Sense Cannabis. Oh. <laughs> and, and it smells just so good. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. Mm-hmm. But I remember smelling that man in middle school. He was a kid, not a man. Um, mm-hmm. Smelling him and just, like, n- craving it. And I found it. And so I have the scented candle that I like to have on in the bathroom because it's nice they say some of those olfactory memories are some of the strongest like the scent really stays with you can transport you back to that time and place too so there's probably some nostalgia with that i there was a couple on 90 day fiance where this one woman was so disgusting she would always like sniff her fiance's armpits and say oh i can't get enough of it and i just was just like oh god no matter how much it was like go in for a full deep like pizza loving whiff of it but uh i assume my husband smells very good too i don't know what he wears or what he puts on himself, but he's he smells 
Very good. I wish that I've always wanted to be a girl, nay, a woman like you. <laughs> Uh, who like smells good and has nice things <laughs> even when I try I-, I mean I remember in high school there were girls who would go to Bath and Body Works and do the body spray like oh honeydew melon or plumeria freesia or you know whatever feminine smell and they would walk by and it was just like a cloud of uh, you know like island fragrance or whatever But I feel like even when I tried to use that stuff, I'd still just smell like sweat and sadness. Like it just never (laughs) worked for me. And I feel like it's the same with my bathroom. I tried to make it nice. But it just, I don't know. I think the universe is just like, you're not that person. Don't even try. No amount of products or capitalism or femininity will save your sour stinking soul. So I just kind of give up. I do try to keep my bathroom clean. And one deal breaker about bathrooms, I always have to have a bathroom with a window. Whenever Mm -hmm. I'm in a bathroom that doesn't have a window, I feel like I'm suffocating, especially with the shower humidity and everything. So yeah, I definitely have that. I try to keep it as clean as possible, but um, those are kind of deal breakers. I wanted to ask you some very controversial things. Okay. (laughs) How do you feel about bidets? And this, mind you, will place you on the Western or the Eastern side of bathroom culture. So answer wisely, you racist. Well, my people created bidets. Yes. So... Personally, I think they're amazing. Mm-hmm. Do you have one? I don't, which is so upsetting. But when I was in Japan, I was living my best life. What did you enjoy most about the authentic Japanese bidet? I just feel clean. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, in public bathrooms there, they give you, like, this, like, sanitation gel to put on, your on like, the... No. Because <laughs> I know there's places in Japan where you can get that. <laughs> the butthole gel. You put it on the toilet seat. And, like, I just, the whole experience was just amazing. They even had the automatic, like, noises Mm-hmm. When you sat down to like mask whatever you're doing in there, it was just perfection every single time. That's really nice because you know, one thing that it doesn't make me uncomfortable, it actually makes me laugh quite hard. Uh, but <laughs> one thing that I know makes other people uncomfortable in public bathrooms, especially at work, is when women people who identify as women will come into the restroom and as soon as they sit down, release like this torrential echo of parts. <laughs> and it comes at a frequency and a volume, uh, an urgency, I would say, that says to me, you've been holding it in all day because you've been socialized to clench and like not let your body do what it's naturally meant to do. And this, is, I feel, is a true everyday burden that those who identify as women have to bear and so I always laugh 
I try to keep my laughter as silent as possible when I hear these fart eruptions as soon as they sit down. But then it makes me sad inside too, you know, that women are holding their farts all day long. So I think that's nice to have music that plays or sounds so that they don't have to be uncomfortable about releasing what I wish everyone would just fucking let loose on. Like a world with more fart sounds is a world I want to live in. Um, did it play music when you flushed or when you were pooping? Because I know there's musical ones. Um, it was more of just like nature sounds. Oh, like a little cheep cheep. Yeah, like it, it's like flowing water, which is oh if God. you're having problems like releasing like that should help. Yeah. You know, Um, it was mostly just like nature sounds oh my god i would i would get one of the the friggin rainforest dude like all like (laughs) two cans like parrots macaws like mimicking everything i said i would have like a full-on jungle yeah um oh my god i forgot what i was gonna say (laughs) i know it's hard to stay focused when you're listening to me talk i just Genius. I know what were were the animals that cat remember cat did like this sound bite of like these Mm -hmm. animals and it sounded like the intro to drop it like it's (laughs) that's what we should get programmed on our bidet. There's gotta be like a top of the line bidet where you can have your own recordings. So we'll have our beloved cat Hidalgo bringing yes. clips of all her favorite wildlife and then oh my god we can have someone ever oh my god i laughed so hard that day i know okay so let's just explain it so we were at a conference and one of our students was doing this presentation on um like wildlife that's be- like becoming extinct or um what is it on the verge of becoming extinct and she gathered like a bunch of these sound bites of these different animals and she asked us to close our eyes while we listened to them and them, i forgot what the animal was it was a lemur it, i think it was a lemur i think so yeah okay it was a lemur but the sound literally sounded like the intro to drop it like it's hot and <laughs> And so when it ended, me and Jade, like, made eye contact, like, immediately. We knew. We looked at each other and we knew. We're like, oh, my God, Pharrell's going to come in with the beat. And we immediately, like, erupted into laughter in the middle of her presentation. And poor cat. Poor Cat is like so classy and is this budding wildlife biologist, and she takes all this stuff very, very seriously. Yeah. As she just, and she just kind of like sat through our ridiculous tangent of cracking up because it sounded like a Snoop Dogg song. <laughs> oh, she puts up with so much. She um, is right to save the animals and not us because yeah. we deserve to die. I think that was, like, one of my top memories. There's a company, I forget what it's called, that does bidets for cheap. 
I mean, relatively cheap where you can get one for a couple hundred dollars and you can just attach it to your existing mm-hmm. toilet so that you don't have to replace the toilet. I'm thinking about getting one of those because I had so many stomach and pooping problems my whole life that I think a bidet would be a place of, you know, peace. <laughs> yes. Okay. I have another controversial question. Okay. This is something that I heard a while back and it was... There was a real racial divide here. So we're really tapping into the heart of America. Mm-hmm. Washcloths, the littlest one, the square-shaped one. Some people use it for their face. Others use it for their butt. What say you, Allura? What, what? is what is the littlest washcloth for? Is it for your face or for your butt and your nether regions, your genitalia? Okay, so growing up, we had those washcloths that we would use for our bodies, Mm -hmm. but I always hated them, like, just, like, as, like, because they're towels, you know? Mm -hmm. I have this thing about wet towels, Yeah, like, I hate them, like, I just can't, and so I was, like, that as my washcloth, it's not gonna do for me. So now, as a grown-up, I use it, like, to dry my face. Mm-hmm. But I have, like, the best, like, washcloths. They're also, like, double as exfoliators. Oh, God. And they're so long, and you can stretch them and, like, reach your back and all of these other places. They're perfect. Mm-hmm. So no on the small square washcloth being used in your nether regions. I'm interested to hear what our listeners think the littlest washcloth is. This is just like a fascinating anthropological project for me. A real ethnography, if you will. Because I, so my grandmother used to try to teach me how to take a shower, you know, when I was at the age of going from the bath to the shower. And I remember her like being in the shower and showing me with the little washcloth of like, how do you use it to wipe up? But she came from Vietnam, a place where you were usually bathing yourself in a with a bucket and just using a washcloth. So I think that's where that came from, because it never made sense to me. If you have water that's cascading down, why would you need that? Because, you know, everything's cleaning it itself off. So that always made me uncomfortable. I feel like you about the wet towel just feels like a breeding ground for bacteria. And I would never put a wet towel in between my butt cheeks. Mark this time. <laughs> Okay, other controversial questions. Shower or bath? Shower. How do you feel about baths or body soup, as I call it? Yes, I agree. It is just sitting in your own body dirt and liquids um, and not really getting clean. The other day, the kids wanted to play in the bath because they had some new dolls and they wanted to play together in there (laughs) and they're in there and they're washing and then one of them goes oh look the water's gray (laughs) (laughs) we just been at the park or the beach or something but yeah it's just uh mouths are disgusting and i it's funny too because it becomes this like capitalist real estate thing where i when we had our house remodeled, I was like, yeah, can we just get rid of this bathtub? This is so gross. You know, once the kids outgrow, we're not going to use it at all because it's disgusting. 
He's like, well, it won't count as a full bath. So you, if you ever resell your house, like the value of your house will go down. And I was like, what? Like, why are we clinging to that as the value of a house? To have a bathtub? It's so bizarre because who does that? We've got running water, people. Come on. This is America. Okay. Other controversy. Body wash or bar soap? I cannot deal with the bar soap. Because <laughs> I feel like bacteria is just... Mm-hmm growing on the soap Mm -hmm. as it sits because it takes a long time for it to you know be used true yeah and isn't it so gross when hair is on the soap oh yes and it's not your hair oh my gosh although (laughs) the greatest mystery (laughs) there is it where is it (laughs) you know the the body washes that they have in the hotels i heard this horrifying story about hotel workers that were so disgruntled for not being compensated for the amazing work that they do that they're not appreciated for that um men were ejaculating into (gasps) the shampoo and body wash bottles and then there was another one where one of the housekeepers was pouring nair into the shampoo bottles. <laughs> oh my god! Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you're not safe with body wash either in the hotel, although I assume you bring your own. Oh, I always have to have my own fleet of products with Knew me. It. Do you have like a to-go, like a travel... Yeah. Like toiletry bag. Yeah, I do. Okay, so I felt like you and I was always on the body wash train and because of germs and especially when I go somewhere, I always carry my own stuff with me. But um, during the pandemic and just feeling like the world was ending more so than I usually do, I really tried to cut down on plastics. So one of the things that I got rid of was body wash and I reverted to bar soaps which is hard in terms of germs, but I was really trying to cut down on plastic. And I've been trying to stick to that. I got my family to do it for a little while, and then they were like, fuck this. But I'm still trying to do the bar soaps and the bar shampoos. Um, But it is hard. It's hard. (laughs) There's a a body soap that I really like called Nopalera, and it's um, Latina-owned. And so I like supporting them and it makes my skin feel really good, but it is kind of gross to use bar soap. And then the whole, like, it slips, it falls, you gotta reach over, you gotta... <laughs> it's true. Um, so what's in your toiletry bag, Jade? What are your essentials that you need for your bathroom visits? Just lube. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's, it's pretty basic. You know, I don't use a lot of products... um so yeah it's pretty much just um shampoo I don't really use conditioner anymore just shampoo and body wash toothpaste sometimes a face wash but as you can see I think my face is like a dermatologist payday (laughs) they look at me coming they're like oh yeah mama's going on a vacation so, yeah, what's in yours? Do you have, like, 83 things? Yes. Uh, it's actually in a clear bag so that I can easily find things, but I still have to, like, dig. 
mm. through just the rubble and the mess. Do you use all of it, though? Like, I use the majority of it. And and I also am just, like, a preparer, so I'm just like, I need to back up this. Mm-hmm. What if this comes up? Then I'll need this. Yeah. So I'm just a packer in that way, and that just has so much weight attached to it. It's good to be prepared. I just feel like the older that I get, the more anti-capitalist that I get. And I feel like maybe this is just me intellectualizing why I'm a disgusting slob. I feel like (laughs) women are always socialized that in order to be clean and attractive and beautiful, you have to have all of this product. And if you look at men, they just like splash water on their face and that's it. So I feel like it's really unfair that we get trained to use our hard earned money that we're not being paid enough because we have vaginas and spend it on all of this product. So I really try not to buy any product that I'm not going to use. And that's why I'm ugly, but at least... (laughs) I'm not giving in to the patriarchal capitalist complex. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't really use much anymore. I used to, and then I just stopped. I'd rather spend my money on sushi than Mm -hmm. shampoos and creams and whatnot. What do you do when you're out in the wild And you need to use a public bathroom. Mm -hmm. And it's a nightmare. It looks like a bathroom from one of my dreams. Mm -hmm. What do you do? Like a murder scene happened in there? Yeah, will you hold it or do you use it? Um, I think it will depend on how desperate I am. Like, my biggest fear is using porta potties. Like, I try to avoid them, like the plague. Um, Can I tell you a real... A real quick funny story. Yeah. One time my husband uh, was doing a race in the mountains. And so at the start slash finish line, there was just porto potties. And so I took our oldest daughter into one and she uses it and it's fine. And then she looks down afterward as kids always do. They, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe it was just my kids, but they love to look at their poop and be like, oh, that's what I made. And she looks in there and she goes, who dumped beans in here? <laughs> And I said, sweetie, those aren't beans. Anyway, continue. Porta potty. Yeah, porta potties are a nightmare. I had to go this one time in the dark. Oh, no. And it was the most traumatic experience of my life. Because you also have to, like, my butt's not touching the thing like I have to squat yeah Yeah. you know and so it's like a like I'm trying to touch as little as possible Mm -hmm. in that place and it's always just a terrible experience all the time but like if I really have to go like I just have to suck it up but if I'm at a place where I'm there's no reliable like mode of going I try to restrict all of the things that I intake like I Mm -hmm. won't drink anything or I'll keep it to a minimal. What about like penis? A... What about penis intake?
No, because then you have to go pee afterwards. True. Got to avoid those UTIs. That's right. Yes. Everything is just... House is closed. Kitchen is closed for business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard... No some people are so afraid of using public restrooms that they'll hold it. And I'm like, oh, that's terrible for your system. You're going to get, like, infections and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I agree when... When women in particular work out, they should really tell them, you need to do these squats so that when you're in a public restroom, you can hover above the toilet seat. That's what you need that leg strength for. You don't need like the summer booty. You need to make sure your ass does not touch that seat. Um, And that's what I do in every public restroom, especially uh, I take my kids to the park a lot. And every park restroom is just, oh, it's just awful and i think i live in a city with a good parks and rec system so i can't imagine how it is elsewhere oh oh my god and then i heard the story of this lady sending her daughter into uh one stall public restroom at the park and there was like a man waiting in there Mm. for kids to come in so that's another horrifying thing that can happen in the bathroom kidnapping molestation and murders I mean, we've been talking about poop like a couple of idiots here, but let's talk about the real dangers. I'm always worried about someone like crawling through the vents and just lifting me up off the toilet seat. I you know one of my... one wants to kidnap me. No one would ever kidnap me. Go ahead. You don't think anyone would kidnap you? No. Why would they? Do you hear the things that I say? I would drive them crazy. I feel like they would keep you solely for entertainment purposes that would only be you. You have to worry about being kidnapped because with all of your exfoliating towels and products and whatnot, you're just beautiful. (laughs) Smooth skin. Ugh. Someone would kidnap you off a toilet just to pet you. Thanks. Um. (laughs) No, my greatest fear, like when I was in school was like if I was like in the bathroom and like there was like a shooter or like someone mm. on you know campus in the like school would have to shut down like everyone would lock their like classrooms and I would be left like hiding in the bathroom stall like that is was always like my greatest fear like going mm. through school was that scenario mm. <sighs> so my greatest fear <laughs> is someone torturing me by making me eat food out of a toilet. <laughs> what kind of food is it? Like a curry. That's the worst. hardest I've laughed in a long time (laughs) you know with Vietnamese curry we don't eat it with rice all the time but we do the french bread and we dip it Ooh, Mm -hmm. can you imagine having to dip in a top of a spicy milky curry (laughs) (laughs) this is a good one I think I'm not going to be able to eat curry for a long time. (laughs) 
Well, what is the worst thing that you can imagine having to eat in a bathroom? I I, I honestly don't know. But when you said curry, I was like, yep, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that was the answer. <laughs> Something about the milk to chunk ratio. It's just very. Yeah, it's just. Uh, it's just the visualizing it's too close to the real thing that should be in there <laughs> you know <laughs> oh you know what's a close second is uh spaghetti and meatballs <laughs> oh god maybe pasta in there <laughs> oh like, a, like a, a vodka sauce you know <laughs> is really going to stick with people I think yes <laughs> you know if, if you're ever having trouble barfing if you need to get something out you just listen to this part of the podcast and it will yes. cleanse um, are there other uncomfortable things that have happened to you in the bathroom because um, lots of things can happen besides pooping and barfing like we've got periods we've got sex Ooh, sex in a bathroom. <gasps> Ooh. Turn it off, Stephanie. <laughs> she doesn't listen. <laughs> After this, no one will. No. <laughs> oh. Well, when I had periods. What do you mean they when were you had periods? What do you mean? <laughs> your sadness just turned your ovaries off yes um I remember I would like wake up especially when I was younger and I would just see a puddle of blood just on my sheets Mm -hmm. and so I would literally have to just like wake up and just scrub it with like cold water under the sink and it was just traumatizing because I was like I have to get ready for school like I don't have time (laughs) for this so then I started like laying like laying a towel down Mm -hmm. when I was like on my period but then I found period underwear and that was magical Mm -hmm. you changed my life with the period underwear too oh good I mean related to my anti-plastic pursuit I was trying to figure out how do I get rid of because it takes like 400 years or something for a pad or a tampon to break down and so the period underwear it has its own disgusting things of like watching yeah. them and stuff. Uh, but it's much better. It is. I I think I sent you the tweet or the meme that said something like, uh, oh, you know, every month I clean up blood and that's prepared me to murder you better. <laughs> <laughs> or that's why women don't like get away with murder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're experts at cleaning up blood. Yeah, there's been so many times. But I do love when you bleed through your pants and that becomes an excuse to go home from work or school. Love it. Yeah. And you know what's funny? Like, we have, like, those, like, PMS symptoms, like, a couple days, like, before we start. But we can never, like, connect the dots (laughs) that our period's coming. (laughs) No, it's always like, God, I should just kill myself today. Yeah. 
and you and then like it you see it and we're just like it makes sense all right and then when someone says like oh you're probably just on your period or it's probably just hormones that makes me so angry even though i know it's true like because it feels dismissive and minimizing of the fact that our hormones turn our brain against us every month Mm -hmm. i mean every month i feel like i need to die not because of pain. I don't have a problem with the physical pain of it. It's just the mental effects. It really exacerbates the the darkness that's there. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, one of the things that I really don't like about bathrooms, aside from seeing other people's period blood in those little tiny trash cans, is uh, when women want to talk to each other in the bathroom. You don't like that? No. Oh, okay. I don't want anyone to talk to me when I'm doing those things. And I don't want to go with you to the bathroom to hear about your life while we're pissing (laughs) together. This is not a time for us to bond. And I remember that happening a lot. Like, friends expecting me to just drop trowel and pee in front of them and tell them about my crushes. Like, I don't. I don't like that part of female socialization or bonding. I don't do that. Do you do that? Are you a talker in the bathroom? I love doing that. (laughs) I think the bathroom is really bringing up our differences, Alara. It is. Who knew? Who knew? No, I'm like, there's been very fond memories of just like going, like, you know, having to go pee. Like, it's crowded. You're, like, we're just all look to each other. Like, should we just go in the stall together? You know? And it's, like, an experience. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like there's, like, a real sense of community in the women's bathroom. Oh, God. Mm Mm-hmm. I I don't fit in. I don't think I was meant to be a girl or a woman in these times, at least. Like when I was in, like whenever I'm in, like a bar or like some social place, you know, and we go, like I go in the bathroom. All the girls are just complimenting one another, you know, and it becomes like this compliment battle, and then everyone's just like, oh my gosh, and then we're all becoming friends. When we're strangers, and it's beautiful. Okay, well, maybe the problem is is that I'm ugly, because I've never seen <laughs> a compliment in the bathroom or otherwise. So maybe that's why I don't fit into the bathroom culture, because, I don't know, I just don't do the girl talk very well. Plus, like, if you're with a group and, like, there are things you need to discuss with one friend. Going to the bathroom is the perfect excuse to debrief quickly before you go back to the table or wherever you're at. Like a sidebar. Yes, it's like a sidebar. Maybe I just don't understand this culture because I don't have friends. <laughs> I'm glad you think that's funny. <laughs> I'm sad you haven't experienced that, Jade. Yeah, well, while you're in the bathroom giggling it up with your buddies, I'll be eating all your chicken wings at the table by myself, <laughs> left out of the gossip. 
<laughs> and no compliments to make me feel good about myself based on my external appearance. Ah, <sighs> have you ever had sex in a bathroom? Ooh, <laughs> have you? have but not in a public bathroom because i mean germs. Oh, no. that's, that's so disgusting but i've had plenty of times in private bathrooms um i heard well i guess this was another 90 day fiance couple where the guy was cheating on his fiance with another woman in the bathroom at his workplace and people could hear it was a barbershop or something a barbershop i know and then his bosses almost beat him up for disrespecting the code of the barbershop. That's crazy. But can you imagine, like, all of the things that have to happen within you to be comfortable with sex in a public bathroom and then at work and then while you're engaged to someone else? That's psychologically fascinating for me. How free is that person? <laughs> Truly liberated mind it's and body. As free as you can get. Yes, so that's admirable, but I would never do it. Is yeah. there someone in the world that you could look past all the germs of a public bathroom for to have sex with them in said public bathroom? Tom Hardy is the only person. <gasps> oh. <laughs> Just a, a hot man who loves dogs. Nothing beats that. You hear that, Tom Hardy? If you're listening, <laughs> the world will take you to the grossest public bathroom in all of San Diego and teach you things. <laughs> hmm. Anything else that's happened in a bathroom? Oh, you know what's fun about public bathrooms are the things that are written on the inside of the stall doors. Have you ever called yes. one of those numbers? <laughs> God, that should be it. Oh, we should have planned that as part of the podcast. We could have called these numbers. Know. You know, the other day I had to take uh, my dogs to the animal hospital and there was like a, a separate number that I needed to call for poison control or something to report it for insurance purposes mm -hmm. so i'm on the phone with the vet i like how i do this phone thing even though no one can see us and this is not what phones look like anymore so i'm on the phone the vet gives me a separate number for poison control i call it it's a sex line and she's like oh hello if you would like to tell me how you're feeling today blah 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 and i was like man what the fuck so i hang up after a couple hours of talking with the nice oh, lady, <laughs> right. I call the vet back and I go, Hey, the number you gave me is for a sex line. And she goes, Oh, okay. Let me give you another number. Totally. <laughs> like, this happens, happens often, often though. I'm like, why is the vet doing this? Is this just part of their routine? Very unsettling. She was so blase about it. That must be their side business. Yeah. Do you think that the vet is just doubling down on like, oh, let me pick up this other line and have you masturbate to my voice while your dog yeah. is dying from chocolate poisoning? Hmm. Very niche. Mm -hmm. Did you call any numbers while you were in Japan? <laughs> no. 
Did you see any um, vending machines with like dirty underwear or whatever? Used I actually underwear? did. I did see a vending machine with that just had sriracha bottles in it. Oh, that's top dollar black market stuff now. I know. You know, I wanted to buy the whole thing. But actually, Japanese sriracha is different than like our sriracha here. How is it? Like it tastes differently. Sweeter, spicier? I don't remember. I but I I think I prefer ours. Do you like sriracha? Do you use it? I do. I do like it, but I don't put it on everything. Like I have certain sauces that I eat for different cuisines. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Those numbers. Um I don't really like sriracha. I never have. It's too sweet. Too sweet. Yeah, so the shortage right now doesn't really affect me. I know that is very against my culture, but what about me isn't. Yeah. I just found out my roommate roommates hate spicy things. Oh, deal breaker. You got to move out. I know. Like I literally got this um, like I wanted to do like our own hot ones like thing because mm-hmm. I have like different hot sauces from the world. Oh, I was like, how fun would it be to try these and do like our own hot ones mm-hmm. situation? And they hate spicy things. I'm like, you don't like to be in pain while you're eating. Oh, that's the only way I like to eat. That's the craziest thing for me. I love hot stuff. Me too. Mm, we should have a hot stuff mukbang. We should. Um, that word feels dirty to me. <laughs> it feels of the bathroom region in my mind. Mukbang? Mm-hmm. Feels like something's happening. Because it's going to. After you've eaten everything. How do you feel? Okay, obviously I know that we both agree ideologically on gender neutral restrooms so let's get that out Mm -hmm. of the way but in practice how do you feel about using a bathroom with people who identify as men i i don't think i've given it much thought because i don't think it's like like a common practice here yet Mm -hmm. you know but i feel like have you ever seen it's always sunny Mm mm-hmm Okay, there's this one thing, and it's, like, this episode that actually, like, revolves around this, and they are, like, coming up with different ways to display, like, the bathroom situation, Mm -hmm. because Charlie, like, uses the women's bathroom to shit, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. And Dee is, like, upset, and she's like, I don't want you to use the women's, you're not a woman, you know, and so then they were like, well, we can use the men's restroom for just peeing and then the girls restroom for just pooping. And then it's like this whole situation. And then at the end, I think they just put up a sign that says bathroom. <laughs> bathroom. Yeah, I think um, a lot of people obviously have really fucked up ideas about gender and stuff that are making them anti that but I think a a lot of people who are not hateful bigots are just uncomfortable with it because of the sex part like if they're heterosexual and they want to have sex with the the other gender they feel uncomfortable peeing and pooping because usually that's something well I know some couples have been married for years who don't do that in front of each other 
And for others, it takes them a long time to get to that point of comfort to use the bathroom in front of each other. So being in the same restroom forces that intimacy very early on with a potential sexual partner, not even someone Mm -hmm. that you're with. But I feel like I'm old enough and taken enough where I wouldn't give a shit, quite literally, um, to be around men. But then there's the safety issue, too, because there's so many perverts on both sides that you don't want to be around. But it's interesting. I agree that people haven't... I mean, we have them labeled as such, but people really haven't gotten into the practice of it. So I hope people get to the point where that stuff all those myths are dispelled and everyone Mm -hmm. accepts that women poop too yeah and sometimes so destructively because they've been holding it for so long for so long have you seen the barbie movie yet i did what'd you think i liked it that was a great review (laughs) People come to us for those full-fledged reviews. <laughs> like, I have, like, some, like, things that I wish, like, were done better or, you know, whatever. But overall, I think it was, like, entertaining. I liked the message that it was giving, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it was, just, like, a moment in time that, like, is just a fun, like, necessary moment to have. Mm-hmm. And I like that it had, like, it got so big, you know, and it was, like, received well. Mm. What are your thoughts? (laughs) I haven't seen it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I will, but probably not until it's streaming. Yeah. I had to write, like, Steph's essay on it she's taking a film class and she decided Mm. to do it on the Barbie movie and then she didn't write anything about film concepts (laughs) and I said this is why you can't finish it because it doesn't make sense and (laughs) you're not following the prompt that's fun did you write all kinds of random stuff in there yeah but I was like like delving into these things and she was like oh my god I didn't even think of that and I was just like stuff this is what happens when you just use the concept you've been learning about yeah when you learn stuff (laughs) yeah that's a yeah I'm always fascinated as a teacher whenever I assign something and students try to get out of doing the work of thinking about it and so they see the assignment as this gratuitous like obligatory just thing they have to get done but if you actually spend the time thinking about it you could actually learn something and get something out of it they just that's what the premise of school is but people don't seem to understand that I think this semester I will just assign all of our podcast episodes (laughs) that will be the only So um, when we strike it rich and we have our big fancy golden bathrooms or black and white bathrooms for you, and we have the top of the line Japanese bidet, what song will you have it play for you? (laughs) Well, I think that's hard because I don't know if I would want the same song. Oh, you want like a playlist. 
I would want like a playlist, but then it would need to be different than what I listen to regularly because then I would associate mm. the songs I'm like pooping to to the songs I listen regularly. Maybe. So I feel like I would need like very distinct sounds. I think I would still go with like the nature sounds. Mm. Yeah, because then you don't want to have like a Pavlovian response where you go see SZA in concert and you shit yourself because right. you're used to hearing exactly. it all the day. That would be an interesting experiment, though. <laughs> Do it for the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you have like, a particular song in mind, Jade? I feel like I would need to be amped up a little bit. Like okay. a little Rocky Like a Hurricane or a Ballroom mm-hmm. Blitz. Any ACDC song, really. Not much thinking to it, but the guitars really get you going, ready for a battle. Okay. Yeah. That's how I approach the bathroom. A fight for my life. Awesome. Well, I think we've uh, revealed quite a bit. <laughs> I can feel yeah. the concussion headache coming back. Just listen. Oh, great. All right. So let's let's wrap this <laughs> this um, episode up. <laughs> Please follow us on our Instagram at TMMU Podcast to join our community to talk more about things that happen in the bathroom. Um, please subscribe to our podcast because I know you want to keep this content going. Um, and until next time, make good choices. Wipe well. Wipe <laughs> well.